Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Break Room Boys. I'm Nate, and that's Lucas. Good evening. And how are we doing this week, man? Good, dude. Fucking, uh, fucking hot, sweaty, dude. This weather, I'm telling you. Yeah, we got to address it first and foremost. Can we spend some time talking about the weather? I'd love to. I, we I never talk about the weather. If there's anything people want, it's probably uh, us talking about the weather. It's hot, man. It, um, it, it, it truly it, it remains hot. It, it really does. Uh, but other than that, I'm, I'm doing pretty great. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, wanted to start out here by telling a funny story that happened today. Please. Um, so Mary... Uh, so my wife's in real estate for those who are unaware. Um, and she had to get up this morning and go do a showing for one of her clients. And, um, so she, she gets up and she gets ready and I'm still kind of laying in bed being a lazy ass. And, uh, she goes and gets in her car and then comes back inside and goes, babe, I don't know what's going on but my car smells like something died in it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's probably not good. Um, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually afraid that whatever it is that smells so bad, like might make me stink for my showing. And, um, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, that's highly unlikely, but you know, valid, I guess. Um, I don't have a ton of experience riding with dead animals or anything. So she, uh, She's just like, well, whatever. Like, I got to go. Goes and gets in her car, drives away. Next thing I know, I'm getting a phone call from her. And she's like, Nate, I, I can't do this. Like, I, I, I'm coming back. Like, can you help me look for whatever it is in my car that smells so bad? And I was like, sure. So she comes back. I go walk out in the garage. We open up her car. Sure enough, it smells horrid. Mm-hmm. Just rancid. Like, like what? Like... A mixture, food. a mixture of like mildew and death. Oh. Like it's, it's just it's like decomposition. Like truly. Yeah. It's, dead. it's yeah. just revolting. Yeah. Um, so she goes, yeah, if you could just help me look around in here. So we start rooting around. She's like, I already kind of checked back here. I, c- I couldn't find anything. So I start ripping up her floor mat. Cause I'm like, maybe something, maybe it got wet and just mildewy or something. Uh, because several days ago I did have a water bottle spill back there. I'm like, yeah, well maybe it just got mildewed and you know, so I'm trying to take her floor mat out of there in the back. And, um, as I'm doing that, I, uh, I see a little, a little Walmart bag or it's actually a Kroger bag, but just a plastic grocery bag kind of sticking out from her driver's side. So I go and I pull that out and it's really heavy and I'm like, the hell is this? I pull it out. It is a half gallon of milk that has just been sitting under her driver's seat out in the heat for how, for you uh, know how long she went to the grocery store two or three days ago. Oh dude. Um, that thing probably reached temperatures of like 115, 120, and they're just boiling. Yeah. And it's for so those gross. of you who are unaware when you have bacteria and stuff that grows inside of it, an enclosed container, it causes that container to expand, expand yeah. because it, it produces CO2. So, this thing had been sitting in there just brewing and had then broken the seal and seeped out. Oh, no. And out, not just out, not, not just out onto into the, the grocery bag, onto the floorboard. Oh. 
So I pull it out and I'm like, I think I found our culprit. And she was like, oh my God. So yeah, it was, it was rotten milk. Dude, spoiled milk is a top three bad smell. Like it is, it is disgusting. Yeah. It's horrifying. And, um, and, and again, just baking in that hot ass <laughs> yeah, car. Dude, dude. That's so gross. Yeah. So that, that was, that was pretty nasty. Not a great that's way like, to start the day. Is that, that's maybe the worst grocery item to forget in your car. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I would say there, there might be a close second. Um, because I was telling I me mean, meat would be like raw meat would yeah, be pretty disgusting. Yeah. I was, I was telling my, uh, my barber about this today though, cause I, I just found it so funny and Mary was calling me about it. Cause she took her car to get detailed mm-hmm. after her showings <laughs> yeah, as she should have, yeah. and, um, the lady was telling me, she's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I've had, I've had something kind of similar happen before. She's like, I'll, I'll have my daughters come help me un- unload the groceries and every now and then they'll like miss a bag or something and I'll end up finding it later. She said one time they, uh, like I had a bag of potatoes that had like somehow gotten lost and everything. And it had just been shuffled around in the back. We didn't end up finding it until a few days later. She's like rotten potatoes smell like just hot garbage. They smell. Yeah. Cause we, we have a basket in our, on our kitchen counter, we keep like potatoes onions and a lot of like bread and stuff like that and and we had like a half-eaten bag of potatoes that had like fallen to the bottom of the basket and so it was like out of sight and we didn't notice until like we had forgotten about them until we smelled something one day and just like we were going through the fridge and like looking around and we finally and they were mushy and oh, fucking disgusting yeah she yeah. said she said that they they get like juicy and they, mushy they and, do yeah yeah it's, it's so gross yeah, so uh, I guess there is a second place there. Besides, yeah, maybe meat. I, I bet meat I bet would like, be pretty, yeah, pretty horrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she takes it to get it detailed, and when she pulls up there, she lets the guy know ahead of time. She's like, hey, by the way, this is what happened. Um, it's, it's probably going to smell pretty bad. And she said the guy opens the door, and he goes, oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, that's really bad. That smells like death. <laughs> And you know that these guys that work at this this car detailing place, they have to come across some crazy shit. Oh, yeah. So to like make the guy step back and like collect himself, that's got to be pretty bad. Dude, uh, I was playing like hide and seek at my buddy's house one time, and we were maybe in like fifth or sixth grade, probably. So this is like oh five, oh six, and I was like hiding under his sister's bed or like in a under a guest bed or something and uh i found an unopened i think it was a twinkie it was like some kind of hostess <laughs> unopened so i couldn't smell it but it expired in like 2002 it was like <laughs> so it was green and just fucking disgusting <laughs> like i was actually amazed the smell that hadn't like seeped out of the package but i was like what the fuck is that and i looked at and it was like it l- resembled like nothing like what it was supposed to look like originally. And I was like, dude, I just found this four-year-old fucking snack under this bed. Dude, those things are so full of preservatives. Oh, yeah, I'm that's, surprised yeah. it even got bad. It molded, but uh, it, and it was just mushy. It had probably been like smushed, but I think it was a Twinkie. And uh, I was like, oh, my God. The fact dude. you couldn't even tell is like pretty bad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not great. Um, yeah, that's never good news when you discover food that you misplaced like way too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, she got it detailed, and there is still a lingering scent in there, to which she asked me, like, what do I do? I was like, well, you you probably actually need to park your car out on the driveway for the next few days and let the sun just bake that out. Definitely, yeah. 
if, if you just keep parking it in the garage, it's it's not going to get any crack better. your windows. Yeah, crack your windows, park it in the sun. I've I've had mildew. She's got, she's got cloth, I imagine, floorboards and yeah. seats and stuff. I think like baking soda can can get in there and clean it out yeah. too, and then just vacuum it out. Yeah. I'm, so I I have had a mildew issue in the past when I had my old Honda Accord. I had cloth seats and everything, and I went and got my vehicle detailed, and um. They just like left my car soaking wet, which was really cool. <laughs> and then I parked it in a in a hot parking garage, just in the shade, yeah, yeah. with my windows rolled up. The next day, I go in to get get in my car for work, and my windows are fogged up. And I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And I go get inside, <laughs> and it just smells like gym socks. Yeah, like yeah. it was so bad. It smells like just the dirtiest laundry room of all time. And then I sit in my seat to, to drive to work and I get up my ass is wet. Oh, dude. <laughs> like, what the fuck did they do? I left my old truck window down once on the passenger side and, and just the passenger seat, maybe it was even the back right one, got just completely soaked. And I, I it was hard to get rid of that smell for a long time. Well, all I did is I, I parked in visitor parking. I, I went ahead and let my apartment know. I'm going to park this in visitor parking just for the next couple days to get rid of this. And they're like, sure, whatever. Mm. Um, and it completely got rid of it. Like it worked, but that's a, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a day ruiner. And you climb in the car and you're like, what in the fuck is yeah, going on? And then to get here? up with wet ass. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just have just fucking wet mildew ass. Got a big poopy stain on your butt. Well, uh, anyway, let's let's start getting into some of our topics. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the All Star Game, and uh, speaking of old, old mushy shit, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Bob Huggins. Yeah. Um, we've got some some uh, super fans in the news. We'll talk a little bit about Larry Nassar um, getting stabbed in prison, uh, and then we've only got one news topic this week, just because I think sports is probably going to take us almost to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really not even news. Like this is several years old, yeah, but it popped old. up on Twitter today, and I thought it was hilarious, and I somehow missed it back when it came out. So I figured we'd talk about that, and of course we'll wrap up with uh, our favorite subreddit today. I fucked up. Uh, so let's start out by talking a bit about the All Star Game, um, and we'll start actually with the Home Run Derby because that's really the main spectacle of All Star Weekend. Typically, yeah. But I think. I think the home run derby really needs to make some changes kind of quickly. Yeah. Um, and this is, uh, this just shows how we do minimal prep work and research, but how long has the current format been in place now? It's, Four to five years. It's yeah. It's been around for a little while. Now. I can't remember the first year that it was implemented, but it was very exciting. The, when it, the clock was first implemented, no more 10 outs, you get a four minute clock. Uh, 30 second bonus for home runs hit over 440 feet. Uh, and it's a big, you know, it's like a, a condition. It's a stamina uh, exercise, basically. Right. Who can, who can hit enough home runs at a fast enough rate, but not wear themselves out. And the first time we saw it, it was pretty fucking sick. I was like, it was probably the most well received change to, to a, especially by baseball to a competition I've seen like ever. Yes. And baseball is very reluctant to change as we know. Uh, it has finally made some big changes in these last few years, but, uh, yeah, I think everybody was kind of on board with it when they first, uh, switched up the format and, you know, it's, it's gone on for a few years now. Uh, there's been some exciting years, some not so exciting years, but I think we've kind of reached that point now where, uh, you know, as a television product, 
it's kind of fucked up and hard to follow. There's the, it is. The, they're hitting balls every two and a half seconds, and you can't really see where any of them are going because the second camera like, just cuts to another ball you, in the you air. Watch, you watch the entire event on a split screen. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, at times there's like two or three balls in the air at one time. And so it'll be like, oh, that one went 463, but you you don't even see you where didn't it landed. See where yeah. it went. Um, that that part really drives me insane because the the fun part about the home run derby is not simply quantity of home runs, although that is impressive mm-hmm. when you see a guy like uh, Julio Rodriguez hit 41 in a single round. Like that's super cool. But people watch the home run derby to watch giant home runs yeah. and, and like just see where they land in the stands like the baseballs go where baseballs just never do go in games yeah definitely um it just i mean it, and we've, we've lost that part of it 100 percent. yeah it's uh i don't know if there's a even a comparison you know across sports but it's i mean it's just this exhibition of power uh that like yeah you want to admire these doms and just like see where they go and uh, I, you know, the old way was slower for sure. Guys would take pitches cause you only had 10 outs. Those events were like four or five hours long. They were sometimes. long. I think just maybe just add, let, don't have eight competitors to have like six or four, you know, make it, uh, maybe to do seven or eight outs or, or something. But, uh, there was a great like drama in the old way too, you know, where like you had to be more selective. So you weren't swinging at every pitch, but like when a guy got on a roll, you know, and you could really watch every home run entirely, you saw wherever all of them landed. There was something sweet about that, especially in the late rounds. Like you, every home run, uh, you know, m- meant more and more as you know you were running out of outs. And now with the clock, it's like there's just gonna be so many swings and miss hits, and like you will occasionally see a crazy round like Julio Rodriguez had, but. Uh, I think most of the time guys are just trying to work so quick there. It kind of takes them a while to get in the rhythm and then they just get exhausted. And we, uh, we definitely saw some of that guys getting winded. Uh, Luis Robert got hurt. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't think seriously, but, uh, yeah, he, he was injured. I didn't uh, know that. Probably just like a lower back or something. I mean, mm. you take hundreds of swings. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it's got its pros and cons, but, uh, yeah, I think this year it really hit me where I was like, I'd like to actually follow the ball off the bat and kind of just slow it down a bit and see some more. I don't, I don't know the, the so solution. They had it. They had a stat cast broadcast on ESPN two, which did actually allow you to see where each home run went, but it was still a split screen. So you're watching the guy swing and the other screen that they had up there was virtual it, it was a virtual it's, rendering of the of yeah. the stadium it's doing like a traject a ball trajectory thing right for, and yeah. so you still weren't watching the ball land you were watching it simulated on a computer a screen, swing, like a swing tracks was, thing yeah which was I, I watched probably 45 seconds of that before i switched back to the main broadcast because i, I was like you know the main broadcast kind of sucks but this sucks even harder um 100% i think the ch- the only change i'd like to see um, because I do like the time rounds. I, I do like that you get to see more home runs. Mm-hmm. But they need to go back to implementing the rule where you cannot throw another pitch until the ball actually lands. Yeah, and, if, and they if, need to enforce it. I was going to say, I, as far as I know, that's still in place. It just is not enforced at all. No, and, and, and that really kind of went out the window when Bryce Harper won the yeah. home run derby at Citizens Bank Park, mm-hmm. um, which was – I mean, he clearly just – 
kept swinging while balls were still in the air. And then that just became the formula for what everyone does now. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, they don't, in, they don't actually enforce that. So yeah. everyone does it now. Um, that could easily fix this shit where the ball has to land. So you get to watch the whole thing. And then the next ball, get, like, that's all they need to do, actually enforce it. And by the way, if the ball doesn't hit the ground first and they hit a home run after that, don't count. count it. Yeah. Like, actually enforce the rule. I, I think that'll, you know, if there is a big enough fuss about the current format, that would probably be the easiest fix is to just, like you said, uh, penalize any home runs that are hit, like, while a ball's still in the air. And then, like, we can actually see what the fuck's going on. Because, I mean, especially a lot of the moonshot home runs that stay up in the air for a long time, you, you don't even know where they're going because the next ball's hit and the camera switches off. And uh, it's also apparently hazardous to all the kids fucking shagging no balls. No kidding. You, you see, see that? Yeah. yeah. That kid that just got fucking domed. Yeah, because he was probably following three different <laughs> baseballs and just took one to the forehead. Um <laughs> It's yeah, it's it's a it's a danger to the people on the field, and it's just annoying to those of us watching on TV. So God forbid you hit two home runs in the same location too. Someone in the crowd's getting yeah, smoked. no shit, dude. You can only follow so many flying <laughs> things at one time. Um, but it's it, it is cool. I mean, you do see way more home runs, um, but uh, it it is a quantity versus quality thing. I mean, you think back to you know, like steroid era and even early mid two thousands, like just some of those classic performances where, uh, I mean, you definitely had some dud rounds too, but like you think of like Sosa or McGuire, Griffey, the Josh Hamilton one, Mm -hmm. like it is when you're seeing a guy like take his time and just unloading and you're watching, you're watching the whole swing and following the ball go like 500 feet. Like that's, it's sick. There's something uh, really cool about that experience, but I don't know. I don't know if it'll be enough, uh, enough, like fussing from the crowd to for the MLB to make a change, or if they'll just kind of keep riding it out. And yeah, I just, I definitely don't want to see it go back to the ten out model. Uh, maybe just enforce the rule. Just swing. Yeah, over. yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, I think that's the compromise here because if the thing that I never did like about the ten out rule was, and it's something that you see now, even in the format that we have today. A lot of guys, they don't hit their first home run until like their fifth or sixth swing, mm-hmm. and then they kind of get on a roll. That's five or six outs in a 10-out round. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, you're severely limiting the amount of actual good home runs you're going to see. And mm-hmm. we had several competitors throughout those years that would show up and hit one or two home runs. Oh, yeah. And you're like, I, I, didn't, I didn't tune in to see that. The guy who went first would always hit like, you know, just like four or five straight ground ball line drives before you finally, like, elevated one. Yeah, and that still happens now. But that same guy can end up with 20 in a round. Yeah, I always felt bad for the guy who had to start the old format because, like, you're going to get, like, six outs before you put one out. And then, like, you better get on a roll. It's just – it's – there's definitely – the clock certainly has its advantages. But, uh, yeah, I think they probably just have to enforce that rule. Yeah, I agree. Uh, But as far as results go – Vladdy Guerrero Jr. ended up taking the crown. Um, not going to brag, but I did predict that. A um, little pat on the back. Good call. I, I did put a little cash on that and um, actually ended up winning a, a decent little amount. So that was cool. Yeah, and he got off to quite a slow start to the season. Yeah, he, he did. Uh, I think he still only has like 13 home runs at mm-hmm. the break. Um, and he actually got off to kind of a slow start 
to the competition where I was really worried about his stamina moving forward because yeah, yeah. he looked smoked after the yeah. first round. Only he's had like 17 or 18 of them. He's a hefty boy, and he takes hacks. He's sw- yeah. he's not getting cheated. He's he's There's guys who have easy power and guys who look like they're generating force, and he's the latter. I mean, he swings the bat hard. And, uh, yeah, and he, he had to go back-to-back there between what round two and three mm-hmm. where he he was second in the semifinals in the final yeah and then had to go first in the following round and so I, I thought he was cooked he thought um, he was too i believe i mean that's a tough turnaround and, and randy arosarena uh had a great showing yeah I, I didn't expect that to be honest i wasn't shocked by it mm-hmm. but to see him as the last man standing um you know he, he beat his good buddy adalis garcia in the first round did you end up taking garcia or robert uh on this show, or who did I bet? I, I guess both. <laughs> I truly don't. I, be, I, I bet right before it started, and I think I took uh, Rob Robert, who I picked on the show as well. Okay. And uh, I know you were kind of in between those two. I was, yeah, because, I mean, I – He looked like he was going to run away dude, with it because yeah. he just has an effortless swing. He does. I mean, and he's got so much pop. And uh, when he when he got rolling, I was like, holy shit, yeah, he's, he's going to run away with this thing. But, uh, yeah, I think he, he, like, tweaked his back or, or did something ultimately. You could tell those last few swings he took. He was, he was like, not putting a lot behind it. Can you imagine how pissed off you'd be as a White Sox fan or manager, manager or, or teammate? What? Yeah. yeah. Seeing a guy have to miss a couple of weeks for a, an injury from the, the home run derby. derby. Yeah. Which I don't know if he's actually going to miss any time. But, um, yeah, that would suck. Uh, um. Yeah, it was all in all. I, I thought this was one of the better derbies, uh, especially down the stretch. Um, and I'm I'm a big fan of Vladdy Jr. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't like him. He seems like a cool dude. Um, his dad was awesome. Uh, first father son to win the derby. Yep. And um, yeah, just a good. Yeah, that was an awesome performance by him. Maybe yeah, that'll that's ju- that's also like a, a big. I feel really old. No kidding. Because I remember watching Vlad Guerrero yeah. hit home runs in the home run derby. Me too. Yeah, I remember his – Now we're watching his son win it. remember uh, his uh, his prime very well. Um, yeah, there's more and more of that now, like every day where uh, – like you remember Jack Wilson, the Pirates shortstop? His son just got drafted. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And he wasn't even out of high school. Like I'm pretty sure he played like, three years of college. Oh, like God, we're so old dude. now. Uh but yeah, I, I enjoyed the derby. I, I mean, what else are you going to do on a Monday night in July? Uh, and then the I, I, th- I thought the game – What? tell me what you thought about the All-Star game itself because I've heard some mixed reviews. So I thought overall um, – I, I just I, – I enjoy watching the All-Star game. It's, it's the only All-Star game in pro sports that I really will tune in and try to it's watch the It's only one worth thing. watching, yeah. yeah. Because you can't half-ass baseball. You just can't. Yeah. You can half-ass literally every other pro sport, and they do because they don't want anybody to get hurt. Oh, yeah. Uh, baseball, you can't just – I mean, I, I suppose the pitchers could just go out there and half-ass throw and just watch guys rip mammoth home runs, but we already watched that the night before. Yeah. Um, so you're seeing guys that typically hold up their they, – they, they kind of hold back a little bit because they, they need to last more innings. They're just throwing one inning. They're humming it in there, um, which makes it harder to hit. And we did see a bit of that. It was a very low-scoring affair up until yep. the kind of the very last part of the game. Um, all in all, I did enjoy it. 
Uh, I, I would have liked to see a little more offense, but, I, I you know, I, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, and I, I like a close all-star game. Like, yeah. we had Craig Kimbrell come in and pick up a say. He walked, too. And High they, leverage. Yeah. With, with – with Julio Rodriguez up yeah. to bat as the final, and out. we got—he's an all-time great closer uh, who's you know been in this situation before. I'm sure he's closed out. Well, yeah, I think I guess he was in the league long enough. He probably closed out an All-Star game for the NL back the last time they won. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's if nothing else, like I like that because I hate when it becomes like 11-4, and then yeah. you turn like I'm not watching the rest of this game. Um, we at least had some high stakes at bats late in the game. You know, we could have seen a walk off. Um, we get, yeah, we get some pressure uh, late in the game, and then um, Kimbrel closes it out with a strikeout. But it, I totally would have loved to see some more runs. You know, dude, yeah. it, the way it started off, back to back flyouts to the track, I was like, this is gonna be, yeah, this is gonna be a fucking just a home run uh, fucking cycle tonight. We're just gonna see. Balls hit hard all night, and uh, that was definitely not the case. No. The pitching was pretty good. Um, and, yeah, we had some late offense. But, uh, yeah, I, if nothing else, I liked that the game was tight. I watched it the whole way because, yeah. you know, it came down to the wire. Um, and, yeah, like you said, I mean, it is the only All-Star game worth watching. I'm always going to watch it. Uh, I'm glad the NL finally won as a lifelong fan of a national league team been a pretty yeah, it's, it's been, been a pretty tough run for was, the boys it was nine years how does since that their, even happen since their last win what are the like what are the odds of that like even in the years where the al roster is a little bit better how do they win almost 10 years straight i mean that's that's crazy yeah uh so yeah overall i think it was a pretty good all-star weekend i, I can't really speak to the celebrity softball game because i will never watch that i uh, just i saw a clip of ron howard hitting a ball like like off the wall, like off the real wall. He just smoked one. I was like, why is he in this cool. game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't it, Every time too, I see clips, there'll be uh, I, I guess celebrities are less and less willing to join. Cause now it'll be people I've never even fucking heard of. <laughs> and there's also just more celebrities at today's day and age because of the internet. But I'll be like, who the fuck is this guy? Dude. He's like, <laughs> He's a TV realtor or something. Like, who the hell is this guy? I've never heard of him. They're getting like this guy's really from the local news. Yeah, they're getting C-list celebrities at this point. But uh, hey, but Adam Devine showed up. Oh, was he know, there? I don't know how he did. Yeah, no clue. I saw he scored a run. Um, just to backtrack real quick, and you know, not to go completely off the rails. Uh, forgot to mention this with the home run derby. We got to see Pete Alonso get beat round one, oh, which was yeah. fantastic. Dude, we sure just did. Fantastic. Yeah, that's if, all I want. I didn't. I, I wanted Vlad Guerrero Jr. to win so that my bet cashed, but like I, I wouldn't have cared if he got knocked out round one as long as Pete Alonso got knocked out as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, if you're not a fan of the Mets and you've, uh, you've, you've witnessed, you've observed Pete Alonso behave in the home run derby, I think everybody's on our team where you're rooting against that guy. Um, so hard. Because, I mean, the Mets are very unlikable, especially if you're a fan of another National League team or the Yankees. Uh, they're really fucking annoying. Um, Pete Alonso is very annoying. He's a shit talker. Uh, and the home run derby is truly his World Series. I mean, this is – you've seen how he behaves. He's won two. He is a, a very uh, good power hitter, Good does good in the derby. And, uh, you know, you, we've seen him fucking meditate in the locker room and <laughs> and do whatever rituals he's got to do. Oh, no, doing uh – 
Was he powerlifting? He was yeah, doing deadlifts and shit. Yeah, he was doing deadlifts last one too. Yeah, I mean, he 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 went all out. He really hammed last it up. home run derby. I mean, he's hamming it up for the camera on the derby. I mean, it is his night. Like he, everyone's out there like having a good time, yeah, like yeah, palling yeah. around with the other all stars, and he's just in there like just being a fucking weirdo. I, and I actually, you know, I don't want to go too far into this because I think we did spend a decent amount of time talking about him last podcast, but. Uh, yeah, dude. I, it was just really cool to see him get knocked out early. You know that had to be devastating for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Julio Rodriguez uh, just put on an absolute show and gave him no chance. <laughs> but like, he, gave- went, he went first and hit 41. <laughs> yeah. And the, the other thing, I, I forget I forget who the, uh, the guy on the broadcast is. Um, I believe he's Hispanic, like that or – half Hispanic, half black. I, I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Um, Eduardo Perez. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the thing that cracked me up throughout the entire event was when you'd see guys get down to like their last minute and 15 seconds. And it was like, you know, he really needs to get to this number. If he's going to stand a chance, dude, Alonzo was at like 24 home runs. He was like 17 home runs shy with like, a minute and 20 seconds remaining. He's like, you know, I, I think if he can get to this number, he'll stand a chance. It's like, buddy, it's fucking over. He physically he can't is, do that. Yeah. yeah. Is he going to hit three home runs in one swing? That's he just to, not going to happen. He need to stop time. He did it several times throughout the night where he's like, what are you talking about? Buddy, I don't know how fast you think <laughs> this guy can hit home runs, but there, he stood no chance. I mean, he literally had to. He would have had to have like a 12 – 10 to 12 home run per minute pace. Like, and once he didn't do that through minute one, it was like, this is over. This is so clearly over. And he had actually had a decent round at like 25 yeah. or 26 yeah. or whatever. But you can't, I mean, that was so fucking funny. That's like when you uh, host a party or whatever, like in high school or college, you're having like a beer pong or flip cup tournament. You get put out in the first round, and then you just got to watch people play for the next two hours. <laughs> yeah. like, God damn it, man. I've been looking forward to this like all day. Uh, I mean, he had his night ruined so quickly. And, you know, he's the one – I mean, the way he takes it, too, He, you know he was furious. Like, you know, he probably just went home. I like, didn't see him on the – like, I, I didn't see him out there. He probably after. left. He probably yeah. left the stadium. He probably did. Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, we'll keep it moving. Let's get on to our next news topic. We've got Huggy Bear back in the news. This is the third time we've talked about this guy in very short order. Yeah, this is, this is shocking. Yeah, so first of all, he did the uh, the gay slurs on a, a, on a radio broadcast, in his, which case we said he's got to get fired, right? Well, he wasn't. It was a million-dollar slur. He just got his uh, got his salary de- decreased <laughs> by a million, but he hung, got, he hung in there. Got docked a million bucks. Yeah. Um, but the school hung with him, and then he got a DUI like two or three weeks later. I mean, like 22 days later or something, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, a, a pretty hilarious DUI where he had like a shredded tire and his car was stopped <laughs> in the middle of the street in Pittsburgh. Uh, and, and he, you know, he, at that point their, their hands are tied and they, it sounds like they essentially said, look, resign or you're fired. Yeah. And he resigned. Well, apparently he does not, he, his narrative has now switched to, I did not resign. They wrote that resignation for me. 
Yeah. Which, if true, is absolutely insane. And maybe he has a case here, but I really fucking doubt it. If you're so drunk that you don't recall something, (laughs) does that hold up in court? Did it it ever happen if you were too drunk to remember it happening? Uh, But yeah, and he's claiming uh, now, I guess, his... His office, an assistant, and like, his, or maybe his lawyer and his wife, his wife June Huggins, actually drafted this email, um, and so yeah, that's essentially his argument right now is like, well, you didn't fire me, and technically I didn't quit. So I was in a rehab facility when that happened. Right, he's still there. How could how could I have done that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. How could I have? How could I, Bob Huggins, have possibly resigned? Uh, and the school is basically said, like, we don't really care what he or his lawyers say. Like, he's no longer employed here. Um, we received notice of resignation, and, like, we will <laughs> we will swiftly respond to any claims uh, of any other um, event unfolding. Like, he's not the coach anymore. This is this has been made clear, uh, but... What's uh so he David A. Campbell, his his attorney, sent a letter to the university, uh, indicating Huggins' email came from his wife June. As a result, he never formally resigned. Yeah. So here here was his excuse. He said, "Due to my focus on the rehabilitation, I have not been in the media or responding to uh, West Virginia's statements regarding the incident. I now understand that West Virginia." published a statement purportedly written by me at 10.30 p.m. on June 17th, 2023. Um, Today, I have submitted a letter to President Gordon G. and Vice President and Director of Athletics, Ren Baker, informing them of my resignation and intention to retire as men. Okay, blah, blah, blah. That was the statement. I did not draft or review West Virginia's statement. This false statement was sent under my name, but no signatures included. In addition, the false unsigned statement was accompanied by a joint statement from the president and athletics director that clearly implied they had received this purported resignation letter from me. Dude, this is such a good drunk guy argument. Because he's like, (laughs) I didn't do it. And you're like, yeah, Bob, you did. And he's like, it wasn't me. And you're like, oh, yeah, it was. And he's like, prove prove it. I didn't do it. (laughs) It's just like (laughs) such a classic, like, hammered person argument. (laughs) You're just like, no, no, I didn't. You're like, dude, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't really matter, you know, that we're, we're arguing semantics at this point. Like, you're gone. Like, like the well, school yeah, here, the school was was gracious to give you the option to resign. So so here here's where we're at with this. He's essentially said, I didn't fucking write this letter. I didn't fucking resign. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to take you to court if you don't reinstate me. What is stopping West Virginia from going, okay, here, you can have your job back. Uh, you're fired. Yeah. What's stopping that? You can do that for a cause. Yeah, certainly. And I th- <laughs> this seems this seems like a waste of time. It yeah, it definitely does. And I doubt it'll it'll there will be any sort of court case. Uh, but I don't know all the specifics in a situation where this happens. Obviously, in sports, where a school gives the coach an option, whether because of Poor performance, and right? And this isn't even a, just a college thing. This yeah, is, yeah. This is professional, professional as well. Any level, uh, either poor performance, but you know you've garnered enough career respect where they don't want to fire you. They're going to give you an option, 
or you do you fuck up like Bob Huggins again a DUI, but you're still you know again you have the respect and the and the legacy to for the school to even offer you that option. Um, I don't know if like they would even have to hire him back and fire him, or if because again like there is cause behind this uh, that he's like kind of already been fired. You know what I mean? I I, I know the, the resignation was what ended his employment, and now yeah. he's obviously arguing that, but I I feel like they wouldn't even have to bring him back and then can They it. probably don't have to. Yeah. They, they probably don't, um, and they probably won't. No, they definitely and, and won't. And this will probably go Although, out. Although, that would be hilarious the, if that, that's yeah, what Yeah, this happened. will probably go out with a whimper, but it would be so fucking gangster if they did go, okay, you know what? You For make, three and a half minutes he you, was coach you, again. You make a good point here. Yeah. So we are going to bring you back. And by the way, don't un- don't unload your luggage because you're still fucking fired. Yeah. So they, <laughs> they have to what uh, what paperwork submittal goes through, and then immediately followed by another one that like undoes. He'd be the coach for a matter of minutes. Like it, I do kind of hope that happens. Like that's the procedure they have to follow. But I, I know so little about it. I I doubt that'll end up being the case, and I doubt this will even go anywhere. I mean, it's a it is a hilarious fucking argument that he's making. Uh, and I don't – again, I, I don't know. Most of the time this happens, the coach just kind of goes away and shuts up. But clearly, like, that's not Bob Huggins. Dude, this is, this is like when uh, – when again, drinking's obviously involved. This is like when you send a, a, a text to somebody that doesn't land well. You're like, oh, sorry, my buddy stole that. That wasn't phone. me. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what. No, that's yeah. That's a way better analogy. Like that's exactly what happened. Like uh, uh, that was that was my friend. I'm just kidding. But if you do want to go out Tuesday, <laughs> uh, I'm I mean, not. Yeah, I was just kidding. Like no, that 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 was my buddy. Um, I'm not actually interested in you, but he is. Um, so yeah, you shit him up. I, yeah, if you're not doing anything, I uh, I've never seen. I mean this. I've never seen a coach use this level like drunk logic. And this is <laughs> this is actually I've never seen somebody resort to it wasn't me. Uh it's pretty incredible. Um so his statement continued by the way. Um I am employed by West Virginia pursuant to an employment agreement. I never submitted the notice required under the employment agreement to voluntarily resign. Minus the fact that you actually did. Mm -hmm. Um, I let West Virginia know that I was seeking rehabilitation. However, West Virginia was not willing to speak with me about the Pittsburgh event, nor to provide me time to obtain counsel to review my employment agreement. I met with, (laughs) here's the best part. I met with my players on June 17th and let them know the truth that I did not know what would happen to me, yeah. but that if I was not their coach, I was hoping that I would be replaced by a coach that I recommended to West Virginia. Most importantly, whether I was staying or not, I was encouraging the players to stay at West Virginia. My players come first, and they needed to hear my support for West Virginia directly from me. So I would have loved to be a fly on the wall during that conversation. Um, I'll let them know the truth. I didn't fucking quit. He's also got a bullshit. He's all. It's also classic on his breath. Yeah, yeah. It's also a classic drunk guy move. It's like you when uh, you watch cops or live PD and a drunk guy's getting arrested and he's like, he's like, give me a. He's like, you can have a cigarette. Come on, man, give me. He's got to have that one last victory before he goes away. He's like, well, even 
even if I'm not your coach, it's going to be somebody that I approve, somebody that gets my stamp of approval that comes in here. It's like, dude, why? You shouldn't have a say in that. Like, you're gone. <laughs> also, this is not just a drunk man. This is old man stubbornness, too. Bob Huggins is 70. His career is over. If he were 45, he'd already be moved on to his next – you know, he'd be interviewing. He'd probably have another job now. Yeah. This is the end of the line for him. So he's like, what do I have to lose? I'm going to say this wasn't Besides me. your public image – Oh, he's already, he's already, yeah, I mean, he, I don't think he gives a shit about that. He's reached retirement now that, that he's been canned, and he's like, well, I'm not going anywhere else and starting anew. I'm just going to burn this fucker to the ground. Like, I'm going to say it wasn't me, and I'm going to sue the university. Uh, so you've got, yeah, you've got a, a drunk and old stubborn man who's, uh, <laughs> who's putting up a very unique fight that I've never seen. I can't wait to see him on ESPN broadcast. Oh, dude. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> on the, on I, I want to see him call West Virginia games oh, and just God. be salty as fuck the whole time. He's, yeah, well, he's he's going to come out. I mean, he's in rehab, Nathan. He's, he's going to come out a changed man, remember. He's, yeah, that's true. He's, he's going to be a, a much different Bob Huggins. He's going to be a much less angry less drunk Bob Huggins, which nobody wants to see, actually. Not, no, not a soul. All right, moving along. We've got a super fan in the news. Um, for anyone that hasn't been following Chiefsaholic's uh, run from the law, uh, this guy is a very, he's a very prevalent Chiefs fan. He uh, is a furry, I, I suppose, because he dresses. On Sundays he is, yeah. He dresses sure. like a wolf. Um, I, I've never, Full costume. I've too. never quite understood that, by the way. Uh, I don't know what that has to do with the Kansas City Chiefs at all. NFL fans are so unique, dude. And the super fans are yes, it's it's something to behold. It 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 really is because uh, he's far from the only one, and the more and the most intense one. I mean, what he did outside of the stadium is is very noteworthy. But he's one of you know hundreds, if not thousands, of every week season ticket holder recognizable weirdos who are you know you've got your your raiders guys your vikings guys like dressed as both pirates and vikings that makes sense but you've also got all these random dudes who become mainstays you know and they're wearing the same exact thing every single time and it is like the wolf i mean i'm sure there's a, there's definitely other like furry creatures people dress up in full costume that it becomes like their weird identity they've got their personalized jersey the funniest, I, what I've always found funniest about NFL fans is they do this on a Sunday. They got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> You're going to dress up like a fucking wolf, drink like 50 beers, and then go to work the next day. Like, I love Sometimes the, it's Monday night. Yeah, sometimes Monday night. <laughs> Dude, like that is, I, I admire NFL diehards for that reason alone. You know, and I've, I've never really had an NFL team. Saturday is my day. Which is great because I just recover on Sunday, and I've always thought it's crazy that these people. Yes, if you've got a Sunday night primetime game or a Monday night game, I mean, you're showing up to work fucked up the next day. Like, Absolutely, you are hammered. They do that 16 weeks in a row, <laughs> or you know, however many home eight or nine home games at the least. Like that is actually crazy. Uh, but yeah, this Chiefsaholic fella. Yeah, so you know, you talk about showing up getting hammered and having to go to work the next day well apparently his job is robbing banks yeah uh because he was pretty good at it up until it turned out he actually really wasn't um 
that man was doing numbers across the Midwest, uh, and it seems like he lives in the Kansas City area. I believe some, so. Somewhere in the in the metro area, um, but he was uh, hitting licks like all over the surrounding yeah. states. So let, let's uh, let's get into the article here. This is from the Huffington Post. Um, a high-profile Kansas City Chiefs fan is behind bars after being accused of funding his football fixation with a string of bank robberies around the Midwest. Xavier Babadar, I sure. guess. Yeah. Uh, a fixture of Chiefs fandom who is also known as Chiefsaholic was arrested in Sacramento. Shitty, terrible name, by the way. I Awful. mean, that's horrendous. Like the- um, He was arrested in Sacramento, California on Friday after four months on the run from authorities. Yeah, let's talk about the Chiefsaholic name. Um, I've always thought anything ending in aholic, chocaholic, uh, um, shopaholic, anything. Workaholic. workaholic. Dude, alcoholic is, is the thing that you're, you're kind of ripping that from. That that's a word that ends in hall. hall. Yeah, you're taking part of that word. It makes absolutely there no is no sense. such thing as workahol. No, not a goddamn or chocahol. It's 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 not a fucking thing. I wish that would go away. I hate that shit, dude. That's all. <laughs> there's certainly no such thing as chiefsahall. No, there's there's sure not. Uh, but like, it it is such a fitting name given this guy's like. <laughs> Clearly, his, his mental capacities, like not all there. <laughs> so yeah, sorry for that aside. There, uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Missouri announced Babadar's arrest and charges against him in a statement on Monday. He's facing one count of bank theft and one count of transporting stolen property across state lines. So um, he's accused of eight different robberies or attempted robberies at banks and credit unions across five states between March 2022 and December 2022. According to court documents, he swiped close to a total of $844,000 during his crime spree, of which 163560 has been recovered. So they still got a ways to go. That's either... He was, like, getting in the vault, dude, because cashiers don't even keep that much up front. Like, I, from what I gather, like, every time you hear about this, they only get, like, a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, typically. So either he went to the right banks or he was getting into the vault or something. Was he wearing the wolf head also? Because that's incredible if he was just <laughs> wearing the costume. Oh, no, but, honestly, he probably would have had a better chance of getting away if he just showed up regular. Yeah, no costume, baseball <laughs> yeah, hat. They're like, who's yeah. this guy? Yeah, yeah. But they're um, like, oh, that's Chiefsaholic. They, authorities also claim Babudar laundered more than $1 million dollars through casinos in Missouri, Kansas, and Illinois during that period. Mm-hmm. This guy is a man of many vices, one of those being robbing banks. Um, so he was apprehended for a robbery in Tulsa, Oklahoma last year, but was able to escape prosecution after removing his ankle monitor and fleeing house arrest in March. You can't cage dude, the wolf, dude. He has been gone for a while. Like, he he was on the lam for a good amount of time. And mm-hmm. I, I suppose a good amount of money can, can help you in that regard. Cash. Yeah. You know, you, you change your, you change your look a little bit. You got a bunch of cash on hand. I'm sure you can go find a a super eight to stay at for a little while. And, and, you know, just kind of bounce around motel to motel. doesn't sound like a fun time. Nah, he just was Um, hanging out in the greater Sacramento area. Yeah. Uh, so he finally got caught. Um, his most recent charges, uh, most recent charges stem from stealing $70,000 from a bank in Clive, Iowa on March 2nd, 2022, before moving the stolen money across state lines into Missouri. So this dude is in a world of hurt. He is not going to be seeing daylight anytime soon. I guarantee you house arrest is not, uh, not being considered at the moment. 
Um, no, they got they got to lock the man up at this point. This is just insane, though. This is insane. The fact that he, <laughs> you've got a well-known figure in NFL fandom, which just shouldn't happen to begin with. But the fact he was on the run from authorities for so long, like that's that's pretty insane. I think he made like the 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 state of Missouri's like most wanted list. He did, yeah. Uh, which is funny too. Uh, <laughs> because I can't, I can't imagine what kind of people are on that. Yeah, who else list. is on, on that <laughs> fucking list? Um, I mean, yeah, man. We, you know, we each gotta do what we gotta do to you know fund our uh, our passions, and you know, especially if you're a sports fan who really you know has a desire to be there in person at every game. You know, that's a, that's an expensive venture, and. Uh, we're talking, you know, several thousand dollars a year, and um, you know, people take up side hustles, you know, whatever. And this guy's happened to be robbing many, many banks. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing that I didn't understand until he got caught. Uh, I don't know that it was made public until he was caught, but it wasn't just a bank robbery. I thought that's what it was. I thought he robbed a bank. No, he was a spree robber. Yeah. The. He's been tied to so many fucking bank robberies. Yeah, in like eight or nine states or something like this <laughs> it's, guy. It's absurd. This guy's going to the clink forever. I mean, he's not coming yeah, out. Yeah, you cross state lines with stolen bank money <laughs> yeah. and, and then go rob another bank. Launder that stolen money. Dude, yeah. this this guy is never going to see daylight again. No, he's, uh, yeah, he's fucked. that That or he's going to somehow like get bonded out or mm-hmm. not, not bonded out, but... Um, Oh, what's it called? Uh, shit, I, I can't think right now. He, I, I doubt he's gonna. Sauce. He's probably not eligible for that. I, I, I wouldn't think. Do so. you know what I'm talking about though? What's it called? Yeah, you, parole. Yep. Is it parole? You no, eligible for parole? No, parole would be. Uh, he was already on parole when he had the ankle monitor, and then he, he just you'd be bailed out. You'd Dude, be, anybody listening to this right now is like screaming. We're clearly the, fucking is, legal. screaming the you, word. You post bail, you post bond. That's what it is. No, and I'm talking about when you're in prison and they let you out. Furlough? No, they let you out God after they shorten your sentence and say like, "Hey, we're we're gonna let you out early." Time served. Commute your sentence. No, God fuck damn. it. Who cares? Uh, anyway. I don't think he's going to be eligible for that. I think mm-hmm. this guy's going to be in there for a damn long time. Um, Certainly. And, and if he does get it, I, I can't wait to read his book or watch his Netflix documentary where he's talking about it. I hope he left the costume behind, you know, for for somebody else to <laughs> to uh, to take. But he never washes it for good luck. Oh, he definitely doesn't. Ever. How do you wash? Smells like actual wolf. How do you wash a thirty-pound <laughs> fucking wolf costume, dude? What's that thing? Is that what's that made of? You can't just throw that in your washer. Do you take that to the dry cleaner? I think you might have to. I don't even... Would they get that and be like, what the fuck are we supposed to do with this? Imagine you go to just pick up your work clothes and on the rack you see a fucking wolf hanging in there. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, I hope he did pass it on for somebody else to uh, to take over. And I mean, the Chief's a holly. He, he's more than just the man behind the costume at this point. He's, you know, he's a central figure in this... Chiefs uh, little mini dynasty so somebody's got to keep going well we got to hope that Chiefs Ahalism carries on mm-hmm. um, because you know the NFL's going to be missing a real one gonna be in withdrawal and, yeah. and for a long fucking time a long time um, hopefully someone 
again, either steps up in his absence and wears the wolf costume, or we get a different Chiefsaholic. Um, and I don't mean the actual Chiefsaholic, just another person that's addicted to Chiefsahol. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, to move on from one uh, one noteworthy superfan to another, we've got Miami Hurricane superfan Cutler Ridge Laz. Um, he's expected to accept 15 years in the stabbing death of his neighbor. Yeah. Um, what is getting into these super fans? This is getting out of control. We're, we're now moving from bank robberies to taking human lives. It's almost like something's fucked up with these people. It's almost <laughs> like there's something not right. It's almost but, like fanaticism can get toxic. Yeah, it's like, it's like they have some underlying issue that can drive them to be uh, felonious, or, or in this case, violent. Uh, Chief Saholic, I don't believe, harmed anyone. Other, you know, Maybe psychologically. Yeah, those bank tellers, but uh, it, I don't believe he caused anyone bodily harm. But yeah, uh, old Cutler Ridge Laz, whose real name is uh, Lazaro Armando Arribas. He accepted the state's offer uh, after his self-defense claim was denied last month by Lee County Circuit Judge Nicholas Thompson. Um, it's stemming from an argument last year he had with a neighbor over stray animals, which you talk about fly on the wall. Like I'd I'd love to hear what, what are unfolded. we talking about? Yeah, just, what? Str- I, yeah, I don't make sense of it, dude. Are they stray animals? Don't belong to anyone. How can you be that upset about? Did you your, see that fucking cat? I didn't see a cat. I guess the neighbor. There's a fucking cat. No, there's not. I'm gonna shoot fuck you. What you say? You, you want this switchblade? I'll, I'll fucking stab you. I guess the neighbor was fucking feeding stray animals, and dude didn't like it or something. Uh, but he stabbed his neighbor. Was event, was initially charged with aggravated battery, and then uh, the neighbor unexpectedly died. Uh, a few days later, uh, after which uh, Rebus was taken back into custody, charged with second-degree murder. Uh, quote, we didn't think he'd die, <laughs> Winker said. When this cop showed up, Laz was trying to resuscitate him. So, I mean, you can only imagine what, what probably had gone on prior to this event in this neighborhood, you know, between these two neighbors. What kind of history has to be there for you to kill your neighbor over, so, over stray cats? If we if we actually just read further, which I know we don't typically bother to do, Mm-mm. but I happen to be doing so now, um, it actually it gives a relatively clear picture. Uh, the argument between Arebus and Forrest began several days before the stabbing. Arebus told police that he heard pellets hitting a neighbor's car one morning, and when he looked outside, he saw ducks flying up as if they were being shot at. Okay. So Arebus said he sent a text to Forrest who replied with a series of angry responses, including one in which he said he wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Arebus told detectives that over the next few days, Forrest's text became so annoying that Arebus bro- uh, blocked his phone number. He told detectives that on the day of the stabbing, he was walking his dog when Forrest started yelling profanities. So Arebus handed the leash to his wife, Maureen, and told her to go inside, which, by the way, go inside. Get inside, Maureen. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's been spoken a lot of times. Uh, that's uh, been said immediately before <laughs> stabbing. So Maybe many more times. than anything else. He claimed Forrest approached him as he was moving some garbage cans. Okay, so we went from go inside, Maureen, to now he's moving garbage cans. Uh, police said after Forrest struck Arebus a couple of times, he pulled out a pocket knife and stabbed him on the left side of his body. The judge noted in his denial for immunity that Arebus had informed his audience on social media of Forrest's alleged abuse of animals and that the stabbing occurred just off of Arebus's property and that police said there was no indication that Forrest shot at the ducks. It's 
that's a huge that's a huge part of this, I guess. Sure. Um, Erebus is married with a grown son, also huge yep. for this story. Um, so yeah, it started with someone shooting or not shooting at ducks. Um, so apparently he is a he's a big animal guy. Yeah, he's Tony don't, Soprano. Don't shoot at the fucking ducks. And I wonder what kind of evidence you need to collect. Um, because the police were like pretty sure that that didn't happen. There was no evidence that it happened. Do you go search the guy's apartment and uh, there's no fucking pellet gun? <laughs> yeah, or do I, yeah, was this was it a pellet gun or does he mean like shotgun spray pellet? Like uh, e- either way, I'm I don't assume he means just the the lower profile version there. It's yeah. the thing that you shoot when you're a kid. I would think so, um, but. How do you even? Yeah, maybe you look for the gun itself. But this it's, sounds like the like potentially one of the dumbest things I've ever heard lead to murder. Yeah. This is so stupid. I mean, what, this happened outside Miami, so it probably what, wasn't. And even. what did the cats have to do with anything? We were talking about ducks, and now we're talking about stray cats. The guy also said he was walking his dog, and then all of a sudden he was taking out the trash. I think he just wanted to fucking kill the guy. I think he wanted I think to stab so too. Him. He, he, I mean, Arnie, you know, God rest his soul. Did sound like somewhat of a pest. He's maybe he could, probably played his music too loud. Yeah, um, said he was an avid. Probably had player. really loud sex. Um, yeah, probably Arnie was just. Laying and it I, down. I can't. I can be honest with you here. I have thought about the things that I would like to do to some of my neighbors. I've had um, living in apartments before when I wake up at four in the morning to various assortment of loud sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, however. I guess because I'm not a big enough sports fan, I just haven't actually done the thing that I've thought about before. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I need to ride or die when you a turn harder in, for Alabama. When you turn into Mavsaholic and start wearing a grizzly bear costume for some reason, uh, then you know we'll start looking into putting a blade into your neighbor's rib cage. I'm thinking giraffe. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's probably yeah, a giraffe. There, there's already a grizzly bear up in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess there's no wolf in the NFL. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably what it takes. And and I know we're this. It's a bit anecdotal here. This is only two cases, but I think you can pretty much say that this level of uh, of super fan is clearly. Uh, has the propensity to commit violent crime. Really, I mean, at least at least one felony in this case. And if you're yeah. chief's a holic, we're talking like upwards of twenty felonies. <laughs> so I mean, there is some sort. I don't. The correlation doesn't equal causation, but like there's some kind of link here between these people and uh, people that criminal are, activity. People that are capable of taking fanaticism to just a, a, an extreme, maybe crazy. That uh, who are we? Shocking. Yeah, who are we to judge? Shocking. Uh, well, to move on from one stabbing to the next, Larry Nasser, uh, the fucking piece of shit. Where where was he at? Uh, he was Michigan State University yeah, Michigan and State. Uh, Olympic gymnast doctor for a long time. Uh, yeah, uh, there were he, he's an incredibly prolific pedophile whose crimes stretch over decades uh, and have been. I mean, I don't even know how many victims ultimately came forward. An insane number. Uh, he was. It was. Over 120. Yeah. He which was, is, uh, wow. Yeah. He was employed by Michigan State for a long time uh, and then became a, yeah, the, the U.S. women's gymnastics team doctor as well as uh, maybe some other sports. But uh, there was uh, there was reports of his his 
goings on for a long time. People reported his behavior. It it turns out that both Michigan State and the Olympic Committee and the FBI uh, all just dropped the ball. Were very negligent in following up on those leads, yeah, doing it's, an investigation. It's, it's so bad. He was he was free for way longer than he should. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, think about it this way. Think of every <clears throat> every U.S. gymnast from every Olympics except maybe the last one. I, I, I think that's probably about right. Think yeah. of every Olympic gymnast, female Olympic gymnast from, uh, I guess, 2016 or, yeah. Was that a year that happened? Whatever. For a, a probably a stretch of two decades, you can pretty much guarantee that each one that you saw up on the beam probably got fingered by this guy every it's na- fucked up it is cr- every the name fact you that remember he was able to go on for as long as he he was dude yeah and in he, several settings is pretty fucking gross and the and fucking brazen dude he was doing it with parents in the room sometimes so he was he's a real like like nerdy diminutive looking guy who would just slowly went over the like the trust of these athletes and you know like Super manipulative. Yes. And, like and textbook manipulative. 100%. And, you know, a doctor, if a doctor says anything with enough certainty, you just fucking trust them because they're a doctor, you know, especially when you're like a, a kid or a young woman. Like, um, you just kind of take a doctor at his word, especially when you're an yeah. Olympic gymnast, you know, uh, or a college athlete. Um, but this guy, I mean, he was just, I mean, beyond devious. I mean, like truly evil. And, uh, so he eventually he got he was arrested in what 2016 2017. Uh, it's been a handful I, I, of years. I forget I forget when it was. Yeah, but been, uh, been a handful of years. His trial. I, I remember there was a there was a female judge at his trial, and I mean some of the uh, not only the testimony but her words were. I mean it was uh, just crazy. Um, and and all of the all of the gymnasts basically showed up. Yeah, and, and got to to speak their piece to him. Any Olympic gymnast you've ever heard of, probably you know, if you're thirty years older, younger, in the Ali Raisman, especially, yeah. just ripped him a brand new yeah. asshole, and he had to sit there and just take it. Yeah, um, um, which was honestly a pleasure to watch, dude. Yeah, I mean, I the, mean, it's it's tough to listen to because of the the content that she's going through. He couldn't even look at. It, it. I mean, it's, he, it's a yeah. pleasure to watch someone get to stand up to the person that did him wrong and like did him wrong in a way that you just can't even imagine, and get to just fucking lambast them in front of the entire nation. Um, it you know nothing will ever give back what they went through and and what was taken from them. But to get to watch that and, and get to see them get to confront this guy, because you don't get to see that a lot of times. No, and they just have to hang their head, you know, like a like a sad, pathetic fuck, like while this. You know, and this, this guy, by the way, is just a uh, just a picture perfect dweeb sad, and sad, yeah, pathetic fuck. Yeah, when you look up sad, pathetic fuck on Google Images. He's probably going to be your first result. I mean, he just sat there with his head damn near between his legs. Yeah. It was hung so low. And, uh, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't give anything. So, anyway, why we're talking about this piece of shit, this rat fuck. Yeah, if you miss uh, all that, that's who Larry He got was. stabbed up in prison. And uh, yeah, whoever dude. did that, I don't, care, I don't care what you did. No telling what that fellow Shorten for. that man's sentence. <laughs> yeah. Get him out put, on good behavior. Put him on parole. Like, let let him 
or, or whatever the fucking word was we were looking yeah. for earlier. Um, Commute his sentence. Is that what it is? I don't know. Uh, but, it, um, I mean, yeah, he's been incarcerated for a handful of years now. I, You know, I, I you kind of, for, like, forget the guy exists. You know, he's out of the news for a while. Uh, and then you, I, I saw a couple of different notifications <laughs> pop up uh, that said he had been stabbed, I think, ten times, nine he or got, ten times. He got shiv shanked a few times it doesn't he is still alive and uh which honestly i think is is better yeah he's got to live through it knowing it might happen again at any time yeah i want this guy to to live out the remainder of his years in pure paranoia that's a great point because i was like man the only bad thing about this is that the guy lived and didn't bleed out you know it was probably a very small blade that had to be smuggled in a man's anus or something (laughs) (laughs) like however the fuck this is probably a toothbrush or something weird clearly not something too damaging because he got hit like 10 times in the abdomen and the neck uh, definitely wasn't a pleasant experience for him. But now, can you imagine him trying to defend himself against a, a fellow prisoner? Dude, apparently in he, a he shank provoked attack? the guy. Apparently, like I just saw something today where he made a lewd comment or something. I'll finger your daughter, dude. Yeah, what are you? Actually, I, I believe you, and now I'm gonna fucking put this in you. Yeah, and uh, the fact that he did live, you're right. That's actually almost better now that he has to think about that happening again for the rest of his days, and he's not gonna get any protection. Like they pretend anytime this happens, nah. they kind of make it seem like they, he's going to be isolated and transferred. They the prison system does not care about child molesters, like truly does not. Yeah. Like they they kind of make an effort to isolate them because obviously they have a target on them. But if something happens to happen, they're not. Oh, they're not well, really shit. going out of their way to protect them. No. This could and probably will happen to him eventually again. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people probably back in the day. Uh, before we were old enough to know what the hell was going on. Um, and shit, I don't even know what year it happened. But when Jeffrey Dahmer got beaten to death in prison, yeah. I, I think a lot of people probably went, hell yeah. yeah. Um, this is arguably a little bit better because he did survive and he's got to go through some excruciating recovery mm-hmm. and then live in fear of when it may happen again. Um, look, man, I, I am a Christian man. I am, and uh, I believe in forgiveness and um, all that, but uh, there's still enough um, human emotion in me where I, I sometimes I just can't help but put that aside and say whatever fucking happens to this guy, oh, like I'm dude. gonna I'm I'm gonna be okay with it and and I actually applaud it. Yeah, it, there is something weird about like revenge or uh, justice, you know, and justice, a, and a, yeah, and that that is. It's like almost undeniable, and and I'm I am with you where, like, uh, I'm I'm not religious necessarily, but I'm not a piece of shit, and I do like understand like what's fair and what in the eyes of our legal system, you know, what you can and can't do. But occasionally, you see a video like on Reddit or something of like a, a rapist in another country just get tied to a street pole, and the community just beats the shit out of them, and you're like. I kind of get it. Like, I kind of wish that would happen sometimes to, to people like this. And I kind of enjoy watching this. I don't hate it. I mean, it's like, <laughs> if that's actually what this guy I, did, then, like, fucking let him go, dude. I never kept scrolling or averted my eyes. Yeah, I upvoted. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it is true. I mean, that's, that is a horrific part of human nature. But uh, if you have that inside of you, like, you kind of do deserve to be 
punished, if not like tortured. You I know? don't. I don't think the most upstanding Christian or Muslim or whatever individual that that believes that you can pray to God and and receive forgiveness, which I do believe. I don't believe the most upstanding, devout person feels sorry in a situation like this, feels sad mm-hmm. in a situation like this at all. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody nobody read that headline and went, oh, poor Larry. Oh, poor Larry. I hope mm-hmm. he's okay. It's it's like uh, way, like much larger scale, obviously, but uh, I think everybody probably had the similar thought, like when uh, when the SEALs got Bin Laden, dude, it was just like thump, thump. Pop, pop, he's dead. He's dead. And then we dumped his body in the ocean. You know, it's like, <laughs> kind of, he deserved to do a little more than that. You know, it's like, it's like parade it around, you know, just do, do something. Get back at him a little bit or, or you know, try to capture him alive and, and torture him. But, uh, no, that's always not how things go. But, yeah, Larry, Larry Nassar, I, I, not a bright future ahead of this fella. I can only imagine this is, this is going to happen again at some point. I can't wait for the next headline. Like, honestly, I really can't. Yeah. Um, it, it, bare minimum, this guy's going to spend the rest of his life, be it healthy or getting stabbed up again. Uh-huh. He's never going to see freedom ever again. That, that brings a little warmth to my heart. Dude, by the way, uh, I, in one article about him, I read it mentioned something about Ted Kaczynski. I think it was talking prison security or something. The Unabomber. Mm-hmm. You know how he just died? Yeah. Did you know he killed himself? Yeah, in the Supermax, didn't he? Yeah, he was in Florence, mm-hmm. Colorado. I thought he just died of old age. Dude, he was 81 years old. Yeah. He was incarcerated for like 25 years before he killed himself. Like, that's a wild move. Like, <laughs> could you? He definitely could have done it earlier, right? Like,. I don't know, man. Uh, you, he waited. He was locked up for like twenty plus years, and I'm then finally, sure, I'm sure he probably tried. I guess that, that that prison is known for having a Hawkeye on you at all. Well, times. it's where like terrorists are. I mean, yeah, him included. Nobody he is a has ever escaped. Nobody fucking will no. ever escape. Have you but seen, they've have also seen got, where it is? They, they are monitoring you twenty four seven. I don't know how he managed to do it at eighty one years old or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, but that the uh, guy is a genius. I suppose I was reading that article. I mean, he yeah, he actually is. But I was uh, I was reading that article and it was like after the suicide of Ted Kaczynski, and I was like, Ted Kaczynski killed himself after being locked after being locked up until the age of like eighty two, and then he finally did it. Uh, that's crazy, dude. Um, also, just another uh, aside. Maybe we'll get into it one day. One of the wildest things I've ever read. I don't know how I got down this rabbit hole on Wikipedia. It just tends to happen sometimes. There was this one. I was reading about prison riots. There have been a number, very notable ones over the years. I've gone down that rabbit hole, too. There is one that happened at a prison in New Mexico that went on for... Maybe just was New Mexico. Maybe just a day or two. There have I think been. I know what you're talking. There about. was one in uh, in New York that went on. I don't even think it was Rikers. It went on for like nine days or something crazy. But this one in New Mexico was shorter. It was only a couple of days. It is the wildest, most violent thing I've ever read in my See, life. See, I I've I've read a lot of these too. I thought the most violent, crazy one that I read was was in South America. But it, oh, this it, is it. I only this is, may have been U.S. only. Okay. This article I read, but um, you talking about the ones where they. They uh, they like blow torch the guy's head and that was it exploded. Yeah, yeah, that was there. That was in the United States. That was in New Mexico. Holy fuck, man, dude. Yeah. So they uh, 
essentially a couple guys jumped a couple guards and gained access to like the main control room and then like the infirmary and slowly just kind of took over parts of the prison and kept all the security out and um yeah i mean i i can't remember exactly the prison i want to say it was in the in the late 80s um but yeah i mean if you're curious about that look it up it is some of the one of the wildest lines heinous. i've ever read in my life was from that article where it, it details the first you know this was their plan they took a, they locked this part away they got access to the the part that held like the child molesters and violent criminals and went after them and then it said the violence then became indiscriminate so like it was just they were just killing whoever they could like it would they were no longer targeting any one specific group. Yeah, and uh, the 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 part the part that I read about that that kind of sent shivers down my spine a little bit, but I was like, eh, I understand. Was when they did get to the ward that was holding like the the child molesters, and they purposefully opened cell by cell mm-hmm. and did it in such a grisly like kind of slow manner that each cell afterward had to hear what was going on before and knew it was coming to them next. I cannot imagine, dude, I cannot imagine the fear and just dude. Like, I mean, that's scarier than anything. I'm, I'm so glad that's nothing that I would ever have to worry about. And you know, again, I don't feel sorry for anyone that had to experience that, but that has to be, Fear like no one has ever experienced. Yeah, before. they like gained access there with blow torches. They melted through the bars and then were just melting dudes' faces off. And yeah. uh, it showed pictures of the concrete floors that are like still there that are scarred with torch marks and axe axe, axe marking. Yeah, dude, axe they markings. were just hacking dudes up and like it was the craziest thing I've read in my life. It went on for like it. I want to say at least thirty six to forty eight hours. Um, I was like, dude, prison riots are something out of this world. Dude, I don't I don't know what it would take to get me to do that to another human. I don't I I don't think it's in me. I don't yeah, I don't dude, I like I, I'm not I'm not like afraid of blood or whatever. Uh I used to be when I was younger. You could ask my family. Like I, I was like so afraid of really? seeing blood. That's oh, fun. dude, big time. That's fine. Um doesn't really bother me that much anymore, but there is absolutely no way I could blowtorch a guy's oh head until God. it explodes. I, I didn't know that was a thing that yeah, could happen. Dude, what? I don't even. Yeah, I mean, just even I reading know, something I, like dude, that, dude. You, you could kill my mother. I don't think I would have that in me, dude. No. I, I would. I'd fucking kill you. Don't get me wrong. I would. I think I'd probably just put a bullet in your head or something. That's like, so dude, much less violent. Blowtorch a guy's head until it explodes. I've never read anything more grisly <laughs> in my life. That's actually like the craziest thing you could. <laughs> the craziest way to kill somebody. Uh, yeah, a gunshot or like a crushing or any other thing is just so much less like gory than <laughs> melting and exploding in someone's head, dude. That is, that's nuts. Uh, and. Yeah, if you're fucked up and you have any interest in that, look up that article and, and just, like, read some of the shit that happened. But uh, we can get out of the prison talk now. Yeah, and yeah. We, we got really kind of dark and fucked dude, up that's, there. That's, but, a, that's a fun subject to explore. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, needless to say, I hope Larry Nasser gets his face melted and his head oh, exploded yeah. by a blowtorch. Sure. Um, anyway, uh, I'm not going to do the, the news topic that we talked about because we're an hour and 14 minutes in now. So let's just move it right on into today. I fucked up. And 
I had a couple options here. Um, I decided to go with one that was more relevant to us. So um, today I fucked up by microwaving fish in my office for a year. Uh, that doesn't sound like a today I fucked up. That sounds like um, for an entire year I fucked up. Because if anybody has ever worked in an office with someone that microwaves fish, it's cruel and unusual punishment. It's awful. Yeah. And uh, it's like, I mean, it's like the number one unspoken rule. Uh, it is a, actually spoken most of the time. Yeah, it should be put up, you know, in every office break room and kitchen. Um, it's in bulk. You know, it's like, do not microwave metal. Do not microwave fish. It's like, I mean, that's <laughs> like, it's so obvious. Turn the faucet off. Close the refrigerator. I mean, it's like, it's right there with the most obvious rules. And uh, yet people still break it. I've only had it happen one time that I remember. And uh, I was telling you. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get, yeah, it, we'll yeah, get sure, into the stories. Ahead. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get into but our stories. But I mean, it's a stories. well-known it thing. Is. You don't it, it, do it. Yeah. Dude, you might as well microwave a piece of dookie. Like, seriously. Yeah. You, you might as well just, like, piss in a cup and microwave bring, that. Yeah, bring it's in, just as revolting. Bring in that gallon of milk that Mary left in her car. Oh, yeah, like, and just set it in the sink. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving forward. Yeah, today I fucked up by microwaving fish in my office for a year. Uh, all right, so a few things. One, I have an dot, 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 odd sense of smell. My sinuses are literally always blocked, and it affects my sense of smell, but it doesn't affect me across the board. Some things I can smell just fine. Some things I can sometimes smell. Some things I've never really been able to smell. Uh, number two, I love fish. Uh, it's easy to cook and meal prep. It's tasty. It's good for you. I used to eat a tuna sandwich for breakfast every morning. Okay, tuna right. for breakfast right. is fucking weird. I do love fish, too. I was totally on board but, until that. But yeah. tuna for breakfast, bro? That is wild. And, and like, you know we're talking like... Uh, so sam salmon on on a bagel? Totally different. Totally different. We're tuna not, sandwich for breakfast? We're also starting not, your day we're with We're not that? talking about fresh tuna. This is definitely canned albacore like yeah. what is starkist or whatever it is yeah it's uh, not probably not actually tuna this is no this is this is like weird chicken meal. just shredded yeah. washcloth dipped in bullshit yeah and because like, there's no way you're spending all that money on on fresh caught tuna to make a sandwich in the morning absolutely not um, number three up until a year ago i had never worked an office job only outside slash manual labor slash fast food jobs so that's definitely an outside cat who's eating tuna for, for breakfast so i will say this this does change my perception a little bit a little, a slight bit. For sure. Like, it should still be well known, but if you've never worked in an office environment, there is office etiquette that you don't understand until you get into an office. Sure. So I'll give a little, like the slightest bit of leniency there. Mm -hmm. um, so on to the fuck up, which should actually be over the past year I fucked up. About one to three times a week. Oh, wow. One to three times a week, I brought in a meal with fish, salmon, tilapia, tuna, and naturally, I thought, I warmed it up in the community <laughs> microwave. Well, I was scrolling through a uh, co-workers from hell thread and saw a long rant about how someone had a co-worker that brought in fish and warmed it up in the communal microwave and stunk up the whole office. And yeah. a bunch of people all piled on talking about how awful that was. I thought, what? Fish can kind of have a smell, but definitely not as much as some other foods people warm up. They must be exaggerating. 
then I had my own little light bulb moment and I remembered slash realized a few things. The aforementioned weird sense of smell, my sister retching every time I ate a tuna sandwich for lunch, the fact that I've always heard rotten fish has a uh, an unmistakably strong smell, but I have to basically stick my nose directly into a rotten fish to be able to smell it. All the other times I've heard people remark uh, on fishes smelling in passing, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so stupid. Again, got to give the slightest bit of leniency here, but this person essentially just invoked chemical warfare on their office for a year. Yeah, and... and One to three times a week. Imagine three times a week. Dude. It's not, it's not their fault. They were born with a, a fucked up olfactory system and their, their nose just doesn't work the same. It is their fault that they ignored clues and evidence their whole life. When people were like, fish smells not great. If it's not fresh, if it's dead, if you microwave, like they they said, they mentioned that like, I had heard that fish kind of smells bad. So you know what? I've got to retract that leniency now because you have been told on several occasions that it smells like shit and you know, you've got a weird fucking snoot. Yeah, dude. If I, if, if I really loved cabbage and just boiled cabbage all the time, but people here and there were like, Hey man, by the way, it, your house just smells like farts all the time. Like, I, I know you like cabbage. It's really not the best smelling thing. Like, if you could just not make sauerkraut or so, like, every time I come over, eventually I'd probably be like, you know what? Like, I probably got to take people at their word. Like, maybe this just smells bad. So, like, you definitely are slightly accountable uh, considering you were told, like, more than one time over the years that fish can smell bad. It, it, it has a unique smell. You know, and like, even if it's not rotten, unique is putting it very nicely. Sure. Uh, It's an unmistakable smell, fish. And, dude, listen, I I love seafood restaurants, but when you walk in and sit down before you actually get fed fish, it is an unpleasant experience. It can be for sure. Like, you are going to smell. The unmistakable stench of uncooked fish. Walk through. You can't. You can't mask it. Walk through the supermarket, dude. You're any grocery store. You're gonna smell the fish when you get back there. And it's gross. Yeah. It's not pleasant for anybody. It's uh, and then yeah, like how how <laughs> do none of your coworkers say anything over right. a year? Right. Who are these, and that's these where tight-lift I, pussies? And, and that's where I reapply the leniency. If nobody has said anything to you, yeah, yeah. What kind of office environment are you working in? Right. Who are where these? Where you weirdos? can't give each other shit after a year? Did they all like it? Did they? <laughs> does nobody Dude, have I'll a problem? I'll tell you with what. This? Right now, I haven't been working at my company for very long. If someone microwaves fish in our little kitchen. I don't care if I've spoken to this person or not. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say like, oh, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, and, and it's not going to be aggressive. It's not going to be like no, in no, your face. Yeah. But I'm going to be like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's more like, yeah, I'm not even mad. I just can't believe you just did that. <laughs> it, it happened, a guy I worked with, and I told you this the other day, it had never happened uh, It to me in any office uh, or any or Really, I'd, I'd not come across this situation. And uh, I'd worked at probably this company for like a year. People would microwave all kinds of shit. 
Uh, it's almost entirely dudes, you know, between 22 and 32. And a lot of leftovers, a lot of, you know, there's dudes of different ethnicities and, and backgrounds, microwaving weird shit, whatever. Never thought twice of it. And one day, this guy, he walks back from the little kitchen, which I sat very close to, comes back, walks past me to his desk, and almost simultaneously, me and another guy who sat like one row over from me stood up. I mean, it, we did this at the same time. And we're like, who the fuck just microwave fish? And it was this big, big and wide, just huge guy we worked with. Very nice guy uh, who just kind of like meekly like looked around and was like, yeah, that was me. I'm sorry. It was like leftover tilapia or something that wasn't even good <laughs> to begin bottom with. Bottom feeder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. They just eat trash. Yeah, like basically. All, all yeah. their life. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, dude, what the fuck? And he just, he scarfed it down. But it's, st- I mean, it hung around for 20 to 30 minutes. Like, we had to find, like, hairspray and candles and, like, and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. And we're like, dude, you don't do that. Like, you just, you just don't do it. And uh, that was that. I don't think it ever happened again. But uh, was it dancing telling me you guys worked with a lady who did it regularly regularly that is so wild yeah yeah uh, so yeah back to what you were saying yeah. people microwave things of all different yeah, sorts yeah, yeah. we uh when i worked with dancing in our office uh we had a lot of indian people that mm-hmm. would microwave indian food some people find that revolting it never bothered me a bit yeah same. Uh, never bothered me a bit indian food has a very distinct smell a lot of spices a lot of different things going on it never bothered me it very much bothered other people mm-hmm. Um, one thing that everyone can agree on is fish just should not be microwaved in the office. And we had this one lady who was probably, uh, in her fifties, maybe sixties. And I'm starting to wonder if she wrote this post. Um, although this would have had to go on several years (laughs) because I've been gone from this company for a while now. Um, so one year doesn't track, but uh, anyway, this lady, uh, she would bring in what smelled like week old fish. Oh. Almost, uh, yeah, probably about the same same amount of occurrences per Thrice week. Twice a week. Oh, it, yeah, at least once to three times a week. And she would microwave fish, and we have we had a massive sales floor. Like it, it was probably conservatively about 150 yards long. Yeah. And she sat way away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would still sitting that far away from this woman and that far away from the kitchen. Cause it was pretty close to their cluster of desks. Mm-hmm. Um, it would still come and hit me and it was just unbearable. It was just unbearable. It was like she was microwaving rotten fish. It's, it's inescapable. Too. Yeah. I mean, you can't, it takes over. It's environment. It's actually crazy. Dude, it will drown out anything else you got going on. Oh, you could, yeah. snick, oh, you could yeah. stick your nose in a Yankee candle and still smell it. You, um, you could be, somebody could be smoking a joint next to you, and you would only smell fish. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it truly it's just that do, it dominates the environment. Uh, but she would do this just regularly, and she happened to sit like two desks away from dancing. <laughs> so when I smelled it, I would always hit him up and be like, dude, pants. I'm not going to say her name. Well, no one knows her last name. Pam. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, Pam, did she fucking cook fish again? He's like, yeah, dude. I'm hungover, and I'm oh. sitting here smelling this. I'm about to just 
yerp all over this fucking desk. Spray dude. my keyboard with puke. <laughs> yeah. And she did it all the time to the point where I actually uh, entered an HR complaint. I did. Yeah. And she's I lucky. never I never approached her and, and the reason why I never did because I said that I would approach somebody for it. She was notorious for being someone that you just don't fuck with. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Old yeah. Fish sticks Pam. Yeah, she uh let's just say she was she, she, so she's a woman mm-hmm. in a in a workplace and she's she was a minority as well and she would use that to every extent. Mm-hmm. Um and and look, I listen, I, I think if you listen listen to us before, you understand like we're we're very much on on the side of women and, and minorities in the workplace. Being complainers incessantly. Yeah, definitely not. Um <laughs> But she used it as like a tool of violence to where she, she, was, she was not one to be she, confronted. Dude, yeah. she did so much shit that I won't even get into and got away with it because she threatened to like take it to court. And like she should have been fired well before any of this actually happened. She should have been fired in the past office. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, to keep going. Yeah, uh, I entered an HR complaint and I, and I was like, look, here's the deal. Like I, I went full Karen. I was like, this woman has been told by numerous employees that her, her lunches are revolting to everyone that sits around her and even don't sit around her. And she just refuses to change because that's, that's a fact. Like people made comments to her and said like, what are you doing? Like, this is disgusting. You're making this a hostile work environment. You and your fucking putrid like, I, slop you're shoving I, I'd down I'd rather foot. have my manager come on to me inappropriately than have to smell your fucking lunch. That's way worse. <laughs> and and uh, she was just like, well, it's not against the rules. I'm going to keep doing it. Like, that was her attitude towards everything. And um, I, so I, I entered this complaint to HR, to which I got a response that basically said, like, look, if we, if we allow people to make lunches in the office, we cannot dictate what they can and cannot make. Uh, which was disappointing because that carried on literally until COVID hit and we no longer had to be in the office. Um, but man, dude, it was, it was a harrowing experience. Like every, every week it just happened once to three times a week. Dude. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, here's the thing that, that can't register with me. You're smelling it too, right? Like, yeah. I, I know you're eating it. It might be delicious, but you're you're also having to smell it. There, I, I there are these people. I, 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 you know, I would lump your coworker in with the person who wrote this post, who just like are built different in the worst way. I, mean, I don't like want to know what your house smells like, right, dude? If that's okay with you, yeah. What else are you letting slide, dude? Are you shitting on the couch? Uh, it, like what are what's going on in your home life? <laughs> a couch shit could arguably be less invasive and and unpleasant than a fucking fish. All right, hear, hear me out here. If you're a new mother or a new father and you're dealing with infant shit yeah, all yeah. the time, okay, maybe maybe I get it. Like you you smell worse shit on a daily basis. She is well past childbearing age. Like, you have to just be living a very unhealthy lifestyle to be regularly smelling something so revolting that that doesn't harm you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what the fuck is going on uh, in that household, in that person's car? Like, But, just- but I, actually, I actually did hear a little bit more that was somewhat enlightening. Um, 
girls in the office that happened to go into the bathroom at the same time she was there or shortly after uh-huh. said, um, it's not pleasant. Well, yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no shit, dude. It smells Eating like week old tilapia. Yeah, it smells like that going in, dude. There is no telling. What's what, it going on? There, there is, I mean, that's like, that is like biohazard. Truly. If, uh, your diet is just like microwaved cheap fish three times a week, dude. I, those bowel movements are it's criminal. Um, Especially if you throw hot sauce in the mix, too. Oh, is that what she was doing? I don't know. Oh. I, I can't speak to that. Dancing probably could. Man. I, 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 I Just I, topping it with just fucking minced garlic and hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, just the stinkiest thing. <laughs> Relish. Just the, just the grossest things you can find. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're having uh, any any thoughts about <laughs> bringing seafood to work, don't just don't do it. Don't do that. To your coworkers. sushi or just leave seafood out of the fucking equation. Yeah, yes, odorless, odorless fish only. Um, and that, there's no exceptions. No exceptions to me, man. I don't think. Yeah. No, I can't think of one. I don't care if you're pescatarian. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Fr- I, I maybe like a. Fr- Fried catfish that you get del- if it's being delivered, catered. delivered. Yes, yeah. yes, but catered, no leftover, delivered, yeah, whatever. Zero leftover fish. Yeah, yeah. just period. So yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, keep, keep the microwave fish food. And I, I won't even correct myself. I said that wrong, but yeah. it, it smells. You're like right. Fish technically, food. Yeah. Um, keep it out of the office, man. Like your coworkers will thank you. Um, if you're doing it now and you were previously unaware somehow that this was just making for just an uninhabitable office office experience, um, go ahead, apologize to your coworkers and, and change your ways immediately because whether you know it or not, everyone hates you. Yeah, I mean, if... if- Cutler Ridge Laz had, had stabbed his neighbor for microwaving fish in his house. Like, I think we would all. I mean, I think be, even the judge. He'd be a free man. Under, yeah, he'd be a free man and probably get like a plaque or a, or some <laughs> sort of award. But um, yeah, don't 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 fucking expose people to that. Don't subject them to your stinky food. Just keep it to yourself. Uh, and just like yeah, use common sense in that regard. Yeah. So I think that pretty much does it for this week's episode of the Break Room Boys. Um, we have a, uh, an unheard of, I, I believe quadruple post coming this week because we have just neglected to post anything, um, on social media for, I mean, I mean, it's been, it's been a month now. Yeah. And we've, we've talked we're canning our staff. They're all gone. Um, yeah. but, I mean, this is unacceptable. They're behaving like that Italian teacher we talked about. who just didn't work for like 20 years. Yeah. And, and that's us, by the way, we are the entire, uh, yeah. content. If, if, we, and- if we were making any money, we would fire each other mm-hmm. and ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, please let us know if you have any recommendations moving forward. And uh, we will talk to you all next week.